All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking with an individual competing at BKFC Fight Night Canada. It's going to be an awesome card going down on March 2nd in Enoch, Alberta. And Adam DeFreitas getting ready to knuckle up and toe the line. Very excited to talk to him about his upcoming bout and cover a few topics. Great having Adam on Bare Knuckle Radio and just, yeah, wondering how your day's going so far, man. I'm uh, pretty good, man. Unfortunately, I'm at work today, but I've, you know, managed to get a good, decent amount of time off work to get some proper training in, so I'm pretty pumped myself, so. Yeah, and I'm curious, because you had a post the other day talking about how, like, a week out is the most stressful part of camp. Is there, like, a lot going on in terms of the mindset and everything locking in as you kind of prepare for something like this, and, I mean, embarking on a newer combat sport as well? Uh, yeah, it's just a combination of everything. It's like you're a week away from, you know, stepping in there with a dude who wants to take your head off. That's one. And then you're also at the tail end of the weight cut, right? So now the hard work really kicks in in terms of the water management. And you're still training, but you're drained because you're, you know, you're on low calories and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just all, all that combination, you know. And uh, you, you still have your bad days in the gym. So, like, you think you should be a little bit better than you are because it's at the end of the camp. But if you're at a good gym, you're going to always have bad days, right? So just a combination of all that week out. No, I mean, that's fair you mentioned that because that was something I also kind of wanted to touch on. Like, I thought it was cool that you kind of had put, you know, certain things like that out there. Like, you had a post talking about how you'd had, like, a rough day and you were like, oh, you know, I didn't listen to my coach. I didn't really have, like, the greatest account of myself that day. But I think there's something refreshing about that, just really putting that out there and being transparent about that because I feel like sometimes people want to curate their social media to make it seem like every day is the most you know perfect day there's ever been so it's kind of refreshing I'll be honest man like I I'm at a like I'm at a boxing gym so like I'm getting in the ring and it's not MMA guys it's not Muay Thai guys I'm in there with legit boxers for the last like eight weeks so I'm going in there and you know sparring isn't going my way all the time I'm sparring guys half my age and I gotta be honest I'm 36 right so I'm a little slower. I'm I'm more powerful at my size now, but little slower reflexes reflexes aren't the same. So, you know, you're just having bad, more bad days than good at the gym when you're sparring guys half your age that have got like 50 amateur boxing fights, and you know, so. And it seems like you're mostly at Delgado boxing. Like even when you were preparing for MMA fights, it seemed like a fair amount of time there. But it also seems like you're getting in certain like Muay Thai work too. Well, I spar with the Muay Thai guys. They just do boxing rounds with me, but I wanted to get the clinch in because you can't clinch a bit in bare knuckle. And I'm at Delgado's lot just because obviously I have a big trust in uh, Raph Delgado and his all his guys are killers. But um, my last camp too with Gag and I, my knee was completely blown out. I torn a ligament, so we had to make a choice. Do we try to make it a, rest, uh, a boxing-heavy fight camp and just try to get it done with the hands, or do we call the fight? So I did most of my work with Delgado, just trying to get my boxing up because I probably maybe did three wrestling sessions for my last fight against Gagan at the beginning of the camp and then I was done after that. I couldn't do any wrestling so yeah sorry to hear that happened man but I mean it, it kind of comes through like in a certain way like you did a post in November 2023 kind of about it like you were talking about how you'd had an opponent for December 16th and understandably frustrated that they pulled out fairly close to it but like in that post you were outlining how you're just always game and you're like, you know, I'm a guy that's not missed weight. I always show up. And I think just what you kind of alluded to there even kind of illustrates that in a certain sense. And I guess just even kind of going off of that, because you were talking about how you'd kind of like to 
it even have like a short notice fight around that point just to I guess utilize some of the work that you'd gotten in through that stretch like when did BKFC kind of become the thing that I guess emerged on the radar as the next test and all well I told my management that I definitely wanted but like before I'm done we're obviously retirement's the thing I always talk to with families getting close to that ending you know that twilight but I always wanted to try bare knuckle once and I literally all summer just trying to get fights going, couldn't get everyone's backing out, and then December fell through. And then even for this BKFC fight, uh, this guy Matt, he, he, my uh, my fourth opponent for this fight, and he took the fight. On, I think he was training for a fight prior, but uh, he took this fight on four weeks. I had opponents back out left, right, center, like on last minute, sign the contract, and then just say they're out. So it's kind of my mo. So I'm very happy. Uh, this guy's boy too, so it's gonna be a tough fight. But I'm glad he's. Yeah, I didn't know there was that many dropouts. Like, I saw you were initially supposed to fight Max Stroud, but I didn't know there was that many pullouts. That's wild. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't even announced. Like, obviously, I was with BKFC, but we had uh, three separate contracts with three separate fighters and uh, kept falling through. And BKFC wouldn't, uh, until it was like everything was confirmed, didn't want me posting anything. They're pretty strict on what you can post, so... It was just that, yeah, I'd hint and allude at the BKFC, but until we got on the dotted line that a guy with medicals and everything, uh, we weren't able to post. So this guy finally did. But yeah, it's been just not stop pulling through. Yeah, I mean, there must be a certain level of uh, like camaraderie almost in that kind of a situation just with Matthew Socholo taking on this fight and everything in the context of a few people dropping out. Like as much as you're going to, be thrown down in bare knuckle there has to be it maybe even a certain level of like appreciation like oh finally like this camp isn't going to waste and i get to do this cool thing i was heartbroken man i legit thought the fight was off i put in a lot of time like i said i got a full-time job uh kids like i was putting a lot of time in no spare time just all training when i wasn't working so um i was heartbroken and i'm, I'm ecstatic about this guy like i don't know too much about him um, I've seen some video. He's a big boy. He's he's pretty jacked. But I've nothing but respect for the guy for stepping up. Um, we've exchanged a few words, just wishing each other healthy camps and appreciating that he's stepping up. And other than that, I'm, I'm like I said, super respectful for the guy. I got a lot of respect for him. Yeah, I hear you, man. And kind of what I was able to glean, like I'd kind of got an email about it actually from Knuckle Up News talking about this upcoming fight and everything like that, and just kind of like what your opponents background is and whatnot like from what i was seeing it looks like he trains out of like tristar and whatnot and gets looks from guys like arnold allen or nasrat hackparast and stuff like that it looks like he hasn't competed in a bit but i mean, I was gonna say even in that sense i imagine with like these different opponents falling out maybe the preparation isn't maybe as oriented to like ardent tape study on one particular guy and just honing your own skills i suppose uh, i 100% honing my own skills with opponents falling through and stuff like that and i do believe this guy was training for a fight anyway so i don't think he's out of shape or anything like that and uh he owns a boxing gym so i think all he's doing now is boxing so I'm, I'm definitely not taking him lightly. He's definitely got knockout power, so uh, full respect. Like, I'm not I'm not treading lightly on this guy at all as far as I'm concerned. He's a big, tough dude with extensive background, and he had a full camp in, and um, he's dangerous, so, and it's bare knuckles, so. Yeah, no, for sure, and I guess I brought up the hiatus to almost more so illustrate the idea of, like, maybe the game planning isn't necessarily the move, because almost... 
I mean, you, are, you imagine he's like ardently working all through that stretch, but with the tape, it's kind of like not representative of even, I guess, the skills he could have shored up in the time between, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's a game plan, but it's strictly to my skill set, not to his. So there's a game plan of what I want to accomplish with my skill set, but nothing big what he's going to do or what he brings to the table. Obviously, I'm looking at his physique, his height, his size, and his past fights, but he's been so long since he's had fights that I can't really go off that. But we're definitely tailoring my attributes against his, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I'm curious as to, I mean, you were talking about predominantly working with boxers and on the Muay Thai, but I also saw some bare knuckle bag work. I'm kind of curious if there's like any, I guess, unique aspects to your training camp you've added with this being the first BKFC foray. Um, obviously just uh, a strict boxing camp. Um, I split my pads in half with obviously wearing, um, gloves and then trying bare knuckle with my wrist wrapped. Um, it's one of those things like I'm conditioning my hands, but it's, I don't know too much. I, I, I obviously don't have a lot of bare knuckle fights, but um, I'm, I'm assuming there's not too much you can do. It really comes down to uh, target acquisition, where you're hitting them, being much more specific about where you're hitting. Aiming for the nose and the chin, you just can't brawl and hit the sides of the head and the skull. Top of the forehead, you'll break your hands, right? So uh, we're being a lot more target acquisition as opposed to flurries and combos. So. No, I mean, fair assessment. Is that you just using your own combative intuition, or have you almost gleaned certain information from some other people who fought in BKFC beforehand? Yeah, like, uh, like you, everyone wants to take the blueprint of Mike Perry, but I mean, that guy's just a fucking complete meathead, right? So he can do stuff. Like, I'm not a meathead. I want to I wanna be slick. I want my boxing to pop. I can't just, like, I, I know if I try to brawl like Mike Perry, I'm going to end up with two broken hands, right? So... Um, again, yeah, more acquisition from what, about myself and what I can glean from just self-defense and martial arts. It's pick my target, don't just swing wild, and uh, yeah, and just hope the hands hold up. But I'm under no, uh, no, I'm under no illusion about uh, how well a hand can handle against hitting you know, the top of the skull and stuff like that. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's just interesting though because when they'd even announced this BKFC Canada. Foray. I started wondering about some of the different people they might try to get on board for it. And I think your skill set is very interesting because obviously you have the MMA, boxing, and Muay Thai, which helps with a lot of the different range dynamics with it as well. And I don't even necessarily know maybe specifically why this might be maybe like just familiarity with certain positions or... But I feel like got a lot of guys who have like high level Brazilian jiu-jitsu acumen also figure out a way to really get things going in the BKFC rule set. So I imagine this is something that you've kind of at least thought of for a little bit now, like fighting in this promotion and thinking you'd at least have like a certain level of, I guess, immediately like identifiable aptitude for it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if, if this fight goes well in terms of like not just winning, but relatively injury free, I'll hop on another one right away. Like I got... I, um, I'm a meathead in the sense that I, I love bare knuckle. Like I love the aspect of it, you know. So um, I will, I will do more pending. You know how much damage my body takes, right? Because bare knuckle is one of those sports that you're accumulating damage when you're being offensive as well, right? Your hands, the hands are. It's just, it's simple physics. Your hands, the less dense force. If it's going to hit a more dense force at a high rate of speed, the less dense force is going to break, man. So. If you're going to hit the top of the skull, even some parts of the body, you're going to roll your wrist, you're going to break your hands. So um, I'm obviously not looking ahead of this fight, but um, I would definitely be up for uh, 
more bare knuckle pending everything goes uh, the way I needed to go. Yeah, and I know certain guys, I mean, I feel this can go one way or the other, but based on certain, like, BKFC fighters I talk to about maybe if they're utilizing certain hand-strengthening techniques, like, I feel like certain guys swear by some stuff like that, like gripping sand or, you know, working with wooden Muay Thai boards. And... All my push-ups are knuckle push-ups. Like I said, I'm doing pad work with no gloves, but it hurts, man. <laughs> um, I find actually more wrist pain than hand pain, to be honest. Um... But I guess everybody's different. I'm not a power puncher either. I never pretend to be. I never say I am. I'm more like I like my punches straight down the middle, snappy. So I'm not I'm not going in there for fucking. I mean, I love a knockout, but uh, the strategy certainly not going in there and just throwing hammers and hoping I connect. I'm going to be picking my shots and moving and trying to cut them up and uh, use that jab. I got a half decent jab, you know. So that's the game plan. As uh, I'll say out loud. No, I get what you're saying, though. I feel like that approach does behoove a lot of guys because certain bare-knuckle fighters that I've talked to, like, would transition over from, say, like, gloved boxing, for instance, and one of the things they learned is, like, you know what, there's certain shots that I can almost, you know, take in a certain sense, quote-unquote, when I'm in, like, a gloved boxing space versus, like, if I'm in BKFC, I get hit by a similar type of strike and it, you know, can almost immediately create that cut. So, yeah, certain differences in that kind of aspect i guess it seems like you've got a good mentality for that part of it already yeah like just based on my job and stuff like that i i, I see hand damage all the time right inmates fighting and stuff like that so i know how easily the hand breaks the hands full of little bones and, the, and your skull is basically like two or three big ones fused right so um at least that's my strategy i'm not trying i'm not trying to break my damn hands so they're the weapons right so um be pulling off on the punches a bit. I'm looking at more accuracy and hoping my knuckles can do some cutting damage and just, you know, I'll box them in the end. It's still boxing, so I'm not going out there to brawl. I'm not going out there to box, so. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely a unique, kind of interesting game in that certain sense. Like, how long have you been, I guess, kind of following Bare Knuckle? Like, it seems like you're aware of, like, I guess their rising profile. Like, how long have you, I guess, pseudo-targeted this? I mean, yeah. liked it, but I, I'm seeing it. It's blowing up, you know? Um, they promote well. Um, you're seeing the big names go over there. So, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, like, MMA pays shit. You win a couple. B, you win a couple fights with bare knuckle bot BKFC. You're actually looking at a substantially better payday than most MMA organizations. So I'm like, obviously, I won't say how much I'm getting paid for this, but I'm being paid substantially more for this first fight than I have for two of my last fights combined. Yeah, no, it's great to hear, man. I mean, that must be awesome in a lot of regards. I mean, you obviously want to be compensated well for the physical nature of the kind of work, but yeah. Obviously, there's the damage and stuff there, right? Um, like, I have a good job, so I'm like, I, I don't fight for the money, but it is nice to, you know, we're, we're putting our bodies at risk. It's nice to be paid half decent for it. No, I hear you, man. I'm definitely an advocate for getting, like, the best purse you can get. Like, I was talking to Jesse Ronson earlier, and he's readying to fight in game-bred bare-knuckle, and he was talking about, you know, how great the pay was there. And that's just what I love to hear at the end of the day, is just guys who have so many, I guess, opportunities out there in the combat sports world. And, yeah, it's prize fighting at the end of the day, so whatever prize you can get, that's the biggest I'm there for. But, I mean, yeah. And me and Ronson obviously have two completely separate careers. Like, his is substantially... Uh, better than mine but uh we're both kind of in the same frame of we're at, 
much going on after in the next couple of years. So we got to make stuff happen now, right? So um, the payday is nice. Venue's nice. Like I said, I'm looking at BKFC as a possible uh, leapfrog to, you know, a big show as well as a big payday. Yeah, for sure. I guess I was more just speaking to, like, it's awesome that fighters have these different opportunities and whatnot across a few combat sports but yeah you're talking about your work and stuff like that and you do a lot of you know great work in policing and just imparting some of the martial arts techniques to some of your peers like are some of the people that are co-workers of yours there like privy to this bare knuckle effort like what's the general temperament or people oh, yeah get? man every every fight i ever have i get non-stop videos and messages from like they all get together they have like barbecues and or like get together sort of piece and they watch my fights and they send me videos i got a big support system at the at the jail so full support from these guys everyone thinks i'm a little fucking crazy <laughs> obviously because bare knuckles fucking crazy but i got a pretty big support system here a lot of people back me and i get a lot of support from everyone at work so no, it seems like you've got great support systems all around, man. Like, I mean, it seems like your kids give you a lot of, like, motivation and driving force, too. So, yeah, cool to hear you have those varying support systems in your life. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm doing stuff to, you know, I want my kids to be impressed, too, you know. They're obviously a little too young now, but, you know, when they're 10 years old and they look up their dad and they see their, I know, I, I mean, it may be sounds a little ignorant, but I, I enjoy the fact that they might look me up and see my, their dad doing dope shit. And, you know, that makes me kind of, you know, boost my ego up. It makes me a little proud. No, I think it's really cool, man. And I mean, I just love the different videos you post. It seems like your son's going to have quite the jujitsu acumen by the time he's like, a young lad. I mean, he already knows twenty times more than I do. So love that. Yeah. No, I, I've been. I work pretty good, and then I uh, I teach the kids class every other Sunday. I, I with other people, we help teach the class. So, I, mean, I got him doing arm bars and shit. So, I got, I got him. You know, he'll be a little black belt soon enough. Oh, that's cool, man. I love seeing that, and it seems like he really enjoys doing it as well. So, yeah, I love to see that. It seems like, I mean, it seems like you have good bonding time with them in a few different regards, but it's cool that that's, there's that shared martial arts kind of experience, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he definitely loves it, and, he, you know, he likes when I wear the gi, too, so I wear the gi, and, you know, he loves it. It is definitely a bonding time, so, but it's also, I, I want him knowing it just because I always tell everyone, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu will save your life one day, so both my kids, whether they want to or not, are going to learn enough that, uh, I feel comfortable with them protecting themselves. Yeah, hey man, I mean, we're living in a crazy world right now, so I mean, you gotta have some base level of knowledge with that, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, no, good to hear that. It's always a fun social media post to, you know, see you getting up to that and everything like that. Cool to see that you've got that, like, supportive family dynamic, and I mean, clearly they're a big driver and motivator for you in the different things you get up to man and yeah i love that but i do want to be mindful of your time as i was kind of saying i super appreciate you not making time to talk not even just as we're kind of in the fight week here but the fact that you're taking the time talking to me at work so just really want to be mindful of that but so many great insights you imparted i guess i'm just kind of wondering if maybe you might have any final parting thought to add as we're sort of wrapping up here adam um i just like being honest with people i'm super pumped for this fight i'm also scared fucking shitless it's bare knuckle, but um, this one's a big one for me. I, I'm always honest with people. I'm 36 years old. Uh, Tim Kennedy said it once too. Like uh, this one, I'm going to go in there, and this this fight does kind of decide where if I'm moving forward with it anymore. Um, if I if I win, I'm gonna keep going. If I lose, but uh, I 
lose it, I still look good and I'm competitive and it's just the luck of the draw or I get caught, I'll keep going. But if I go out there and I start feeling old and the body's not cooperating, I'm going to use this as my uh, catalyst to, you know, it might be time to say I'm old and can't do this anymore. So this fight's a big one for me, not just uh, not just in terms of the promotion, but in terms of uh, my fight career and just my, my whole life in terms of combat. So... And that's, that's the cool things. I feel like it's such an important, interesting part in your own individual journey. It's also cool this is BKFC's first event in Canada, so you're kind of, like, interwoven into history in a certain sense there, too, so love that. Yeah, I'm thinking that, too. I'm, I'm pumped about that, so. But, yeah, it's going to be a great fight, man. I mean, you always deliver, and this Matthew Sochao Lautiak fight is going to be a good one at Enoch, and, yeah, people... I mean, I imagine it's probably sold out, actually, now that I say that. But March 2nd, if people can somehow finagle a ticket, I'm sure it'll be a great time. I always have fun seeing fights at the River Cree. But in any event, super appreciate you coming on Bare Knuckle Radio and giving such great insights. Adam, looking forward to peeping the fight when it goes down. But until then, you have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you. Uh, hey, I appreciate you doing all the work you do for us fighters, man. You, uh, you help us out and you get us out there in the media. So um, I'll never turn you down, buddy. Oh, thanks so much. It's just a thrill for me to talk to different fighters and always try to do right by that and super appreciate your time, man. So, yeah, you enjoy the rest of your day and really looking forward to this next throwdown. I think it'll be a great one. Appreciate it, buddy. You too.